a word to effeminate magistrates on abortion. As we consider our onslaught against the human race and mark our deep hatred of mankind evidenced by the slaughter of the innocent, we must find the root of our debauchery. And that root goes all the way back to a garden. There a woman was deceived and a man fell. When that man fell, his wife and all of his children fell with him. Afterward, God went to the man first, for he bore the primacy of responsibility even though his wife ate the fruit first and gave it to him. Likewise, our shriveled up hearts, the little raisins rattling around in our hollow chest cavity, are first and foremost laid at the feet of effeminate men. Many such men now hold office in our land. You will have to pardon me as I must speak man to man to such men, first the gospel for you, and then the law. The good news is that the truest man who ever lived has come. He was full of courage and suffered for others. He conquered sin, death, and even the grave so that soft men wouldn't go to hell, which they rightly deserve. In his victorious death and resurrection, he also won you a backbone, which he will work in you by his Spirit's power. You must call him Lord, confess his name, trust him. Your sins will be forgiven, and you will be made a real man. Now for the law of this Christ. Any man who persuades a woman to get an abortion is weaker than a child. If you have some heavy lifting to do, and there is an option between contracting him or the preteen girls, make a deal with the preteens. Any governor who doesn't resolve to drive abortion out of his jurisdiction is not only unworthy of being a governor, he is also unworthy of obtaining a driver's license. Any legislator who will not labor against the murder of the unborn is not only unfit to legislate, he is clearly unfit to marry a woman. Don't let him anywhere near your daughters. For that matter, you should be highly skeptical about contracting him to mow your yard. This is a simple argument from the greater to the lesser. If this man cannot be trusted to protect human life, what makes you think he will protect your yard from the encroaching weeds? But you don't know what it would cost me politically. My reply, coward. But women have a right to choose. Coward. Your reductionistic take that isolates our reproductive health policy in the tyranny of our insatiable passions does not take into account the many complexities behind abortion, including financial instability, health risks, lack of support systems, and societal pressures. Coward. What God said of his people through the prophet Isaiah is well suited to our situation in this nation. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. We have lost our virtue. We are led by debauched and effeminate men with a sucking chest wound. Where there should be fortitude, justice, valor, and honor, there is only found a gaping hole through which all of the forces of evil pass to run their knives into our women and children. Real men would have stopped them. Leaders who acted like men would have ended this scourge long ago. There is one central message to every man who holds civil office in our nation. Act like men, or resign in shame. Kiss the sun, lest you perish in the way. His wrath is quickly kindled. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that the American family is in bad shape. But we're left with the question, why? Why is the American family dissolving? I believe that there is a covenant solution to the dissolving American family. So I sat down with Pastor Doug Wilson, Pastor Toby Sumter, and several other of my friends to talk about covenant marriage, covenant parenting, even the covenant and the cosmos. It's called The Case for the Christian Family, and it's available March 31st. I hope you enjoy.